If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. The fact checkers are back. We're back, fact checkers. I have to use the dreaded air quotes every time. What did I tell you? I tell you a few weeks ago when the Pfizer executive came out and made some astonishing claims about the vaccine on video. Did I not tell you the fact checkers would parse through every period and comma and find a way to suppress and censor the story? Sadly, I was right. I got that. Uh, they can't stop lying. Fauci strikes again. Um, and more. Loaded show today. Don't miss a second. It's a Monday, as always. A lot to catch up on over the weekend. Today's show. Brought to you by ExpressVPN. Privacy online. It's a right, not a privilege. Take advantage of your rights. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. On this fine Monday, I'm always bubbling over, ready to get out of the gate. Um, Also, it's one story I got for you about the Herschel Walker debate. How they contrast that with the disastrous John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. It's just hilarious. And the greatest, greatest media cell phone I've ever seen on elections. Loaded show. Today's show brought to you by, as well, Patriot Supply. Uh, the website is MyPatriotSupply.com. Listen, uh, folks, the world is losing its mind, but you can have peace of mind if you stock up on emergency survival food today like I have. Uh, preparedness, it's smart. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll save $250 a month on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. I'm sure you already know who My Patriot Supply is. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. They're offering a very special discount on this three-month kit. In fact, it's the lowest price in three years since 2019. Remember, when everything costs less, we do too. My Patriot Supply is your friend in times like these. Act now and enjoy a $250 savings per three-month kit. To avoid fights, get one kit for each person for each person in your care. You'll need more than you think. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and say big kit ship fast with free shipping. This offer ends in just a few days, so don't put it off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save money on the emergency food you're going to need. I have a ton of it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. All right, Joseph, let's go. Good morning, Monday. Yes, it is a good morning. So just one quick story before I get started. You know, I catch up on Monday personal. So I go to an event. Am I going to say where this week? It was an event for a friend. And uh, I don't go anywhere without my my firearm. I have a federal uh, FLIOSA license. I have a concealed carry permit. And I am a special deputy here in Martin County as well. Um, so I have the trifecta. And I actually went into the event and it was sad. It was for a friend and they had a metal detector and a security guy at the door says, no, we don't let, uh, we don't basically, we don't let law enforcement in here. I was like, wait, what? The hour and a half driving to this event, had to turn, you believe this, Joe? I was like, you're kidding, right? I had to turn around, go right home. Guy's like, oh, he's, he's trying to explain it away. This it's all for security. I said, I'm sorry. Um, I'll see you later. He's like, hey, why don't you leave it in my car? Yeah, sure, sure. I'll leave a loaded <laughs> firearm in your car. I just met you. That happened. Yeah, I'll leave it in your car. That's a great idea. That's- I can't believe that. <laughs> All no. Right. no, I can't. Yeah, 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 I know. Believe me, I had a hard time digesting it too. The whole ride home, I'm saying to Paulie, you believe that just happened? So did I not tell you a week, a week and a half ago, 
that anything about the vaccine or masks you put out online, anything about vaccines or masks, the fact checkers, you know, the fake fact checkers are going to jump in to try to find a way to censor the content. Why? This was never about vaccines or masks or even about COVID. It was about making sure you understand the government's in charge and you're not in charge of your own body. And the vaccine mandates were a vehicle to do it. I have played countless clips. I will play them again um, of, of executives and liberals just admitting as much that this has always been about mandates. OK, so here's what I mean. Last week, a Pfizer executive came out and said some astonishing things on on video. I'll play those in a second about how they didn't test for uh, effectiveness against transmission for the vaccine. Wait, what? You 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 guys invented a vaccine and never tested to see if it stops transmission. What the is the point of a vaccine then? That was it's on video. He said to you, these fact checkers are going to be they are going to censor this story no matter what. Because they're Soviets. Sure enough, here we go. Wake up this morning, open up various social media apps. This is going around. Here's a screenshot. Recent claims about Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial and impact on transmission are misleading. Fact, fact, fact checkers are but It's their own words, you dipwads. <laughs> Every morning, every freaking morning at Twitter, Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon headquarters, the Soviet national anthem. Are you kidding? Here, let me put now because again, because fact checkers want us to not tell you about the science and the facts. As I always say, you tell me not to talk about a story. What do we do, Joe? We play Talk it again, Sam, every <laughs> single time. Here is the video of a Pfizer executive in front of a minister of the European Parliament. I think his name is Rob Roos. When asked a very specific question, did you all test this vaccine like to do vaccine stuff? Like to see if it stops transmission? I want you to listen to our answer that the fact checkers are terrified about. Check this out. For you, Mevrouw Small, have ik the volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please... Say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer. Yes or no? And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now, this turned out to be a cheap lie. Now, you heard her comments, right? Those are her words. This Pfizer executive, no serious person disputing that. Now, of course, the fact checkers, here's what's going on. I, I think you can all figure it out. But just to reiterate, fact checkers do not check facts. They are deep state propagandists and activists with their heads up the deep state's ass. That is it. The deep state needs you to believe they know everything. 
The deep state pushed you to take a vaccine that did not stop transmission. Now it's coming out in the public. It wasn't even tested as that. And the deep state can't admit they were wrong, so they need the fact checkers to censor it. But they can't censor me playing her own words. So what they're going to say now is, oh, it was definitely missing context. Why? So you understand what happens behind the scenes when they fact check something. When I put this out on Facebook and others, the fact check appears over the article. So you can't read it until you click on their fact check first. Now, for those of you out there in the fact check community suggesting Pfizer never even implied that this could stop transmission. Really? Here's a Pfizer tweet from their verified blue checkmark account. I want you to pay very close attention to the date on the tweet, January 13, 2021. And I'm going to read it verbatim. That means to the liberals, that means that's what it says. Quote, Pfizer, the ability to vaccinate at speed to gain herd immunity and stop transmission is our highest priority. There's a lot of work ahead and our focus is on supporting points of vaccination as that's key to increasing the volume of people getting vaccinated every day. Let me read that first sentence again. The ability to vaccinate at speed to gain herd immunity and stop transmission is our highest priority. Their words, folks. See, this is what, so we're clear, this is what real fact-checking looks like. That's a fact that the Pfizer executive said that. I just played her own words. And it's a fact Pfizer tweeted that. Yet, here's the AP, a total ass-clown show. Just an embarrassment. This is why, again, whatever fact-checkers tell you, I can almost guarantee you the opposite is true. Here's an AP fact-check. No concerns for their own human dignity at all. Just ass of the deep state, healthcare bureaucracy and swamp, ass of it. Here's fact checkers. Ass right in the face. Ugh. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a tough image. AP fact check, verified account. Pfizer never claimed to have tested the impact of its COVID-19 vaccine on transmission ahead of its 2020 release, despite misleading claims suggesting the company lied about the issue. Such studies were conducted after its rollout. Here are the facts. Here, <laughs> Keith, throwing it up again. The ability to vaccinate speed to gain herd immunity to stop transmission is our highest priority. I mean, you can't, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. Sorry. It's, really, it's Monday. I've been itching to get on the air. Sometimes I regret taking weekends off, even though I know I have to have a personal life, because these stories just pop out at me with such a fury. It makes you want to boil over. They simply cannot stop lying. They have decimated faith in the medical community. They've decimated faith, even a lot of independence had in government. They've destroyed kids' lives. ATC scores have, ACT scores have collapsed. SAT scores will be next. Childhood depression is spiking. Drug use is spiking. Fentanyl overdoses are spiking. You destroyed our kids' opportunity. You've wiped out two years of their education. Millions of people have died because of your stupid recommendations and your lies about vaccines and masks. And you just can't stop lying. You just cannot stop lying. Did you see this this weekend with Fauci? For the umpteenth yeah. thousand time, by the way. I know, Joe got to see it in advance, of course. He gets to cut it. Uh, listen, I, I don't know Fauci personally. I don't want to know Fauci. I don't care about Anthony Fauci at all. I care about him as a human being because I'm a believer in Jesus Christ that I should. I don't care about him like I would a personal friend because I don't know him. I have a general level of care, okay? 
Fauci is not your private doctor. If Fauci's your private doctor and you make private decisions that screw up your private life, you can handle it with Fauci. Fauci is a public health official paid generously. He's one of the highest paid government employees. He is paid generously by the taxpayer. Fauci is open to public criticism because he's shockingly a public official. But like the fact checkers, the liberal goons, and the deep staters who are obsessed with mandates and injecting things into your body, whether you like them or not, Fauci simply is incapable of coming clean about his own role and his massive mistakes as one of the lead public health bureaucrats. He lies like the fact checkers. Here's Fauci in an interview with Jonathan Carl this weekend. Amazingly, despite the fact that there is endless amounts of video of him saying the opposite, suggesting, quote, he had nothing to do with school closures. That is just factually inaccurate. He had public statements on the record about closures that I can just play for you. And I will. First, here's Fauci. Nothing to do with school closures at all. Check this out. I ask anybody to go back over the number of times that I've said we've got to do everything we can to keep the schools open. No one plays that clip. They always come back and say Fauci was responsible for closing schools. I had nothing yeah. to do. I mean, you're, I you're, mean you're, let's you're... get down to the fact. Again, they just can't stop. What? What is it? Guys, ladies, listen, I have, I, I have made so much. I'm writing a book about all my failures. I really, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm not kidding. That's the, the book I'm, I'm putting a lot of work to it this week. I put about two, three hours with, the, uh, with uh, a guy who's helping me out with it. I'm writing an entire book acknowledging my own failures to show you how failure can be a gift and it doesn't have to be an obstacle if you learn lessons from it. But here's the thing about failure. First, you have to recognize it. Second, you have to recognize why it happened. And third, you have to come out, acknowledge it, and move forward. And in some cases, if you've hurt someone else, do so in an apologetic manner. Do you understand that these deep staters are completely and entirely incapable of doing this? Here's Fauci right here. Hat tip, this guy, Justin Hart. I found this on his Twitter feed. Here is a supercut. And by the way, this goes on for a while. I only cut about a minute or so in the interest of time. Of Fauci supporting closures and school closures. In his own words, just blatantly telling you things that aren't true to your face. We have them on video. Take a listen. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. And the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that if we shut down. Well, I think one of the things you really need to do to the extent that you can shut down mm. temporarily mm. the country, I think, is important. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, obviously we would have shut down earlier. There are those who say you shut down your dis destructive things by disrupting the economy. And others say, well, if you save so many infections by shutting down, why didn't you shut down two weeks earlier? But I don't regret saying that the only way we could have really stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially, um, I want to say shutting down. I mean, essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. I mean, the folks, you have to understand, again, in the interest of time, 
and compressing the podcast to a digestible, digestible hour of content. I had to cut that short. Hat tip, Justin Hart. That goes on for like another, I don't know, 40 seconds to a minute. What is he talking about? You, you see if we had an honest media, how much different of a place. I, you know, I, my next segments, I like to write down little notes so I stay on track. You know, I wrote down, can you fathom where we would be as a country if we had an honest media infrastructure that actually told you the truth and fact checkers actually checked facts? If they checked facts, they would confirm the Pfizer executive didn't fact say that. They would confirm the fact that the testing happened exactly the way she said it did, and it wasn't tested for transmission. And they would check the fact and acknowledge that Pfizer, in fact, did imply that stopping transmission was their highest priority in their own tweet back in January of 2021. But that's not what fact checkers do. They propagandize and protect people like Pfizer executives in cahoots with deep state medical folks, right? And they protect people like Fauci who should be the subject of about 100 different fact checks this weekend saying you had nothing to do with school closures? Really? Uh, mostly false. At a minimum. At a minimum, mostly false. That's not missing context. That's mostly false. If not altogether, I'm being generous. Again, can you fathom where we would be as a country without a group of people 20 to 25% of the population in the United States that categorize themselves as progressive or liberal who live in an alternate reality. Did you see my Fox show this weekend? It was my opening monologue, how Marvel has these different universes. And like whenever Marvel needs to explain away some glitch in the storyline, he hated the compliment. By the way, we cut it short. Did you watch the show? Did you notice? I did. I was because of you. The original compilation was long. Gee was like, we got to, I cut it short. I, I used just the Spider-Man one. But that was just for you, that buddy. He thought it was too long. You're welcome. The Marvel. And whenever they need to explain something away, like why there's different Spider-Men and the Spider-Man, they're like, oh, no, he exists in another universe. And I made the point that that's Joe Biden in the media. They live in an alternate universe where a Pfizer executive says something clearly and unambiguously at a, a public hearing on video. And in that universe, that's not what she said. She actually said and implied something different. You know, Joe Biden. Listen, the economy's strong as hell. Oh, he didn't say that. Oh, 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 cue it up. Get ready to go. No, that's exactly what he said. They live in an alternate universe where there's multiple Spider-Men. And whenever you need to explain away some anomaly, like why they're, you just go, oh, that happened in the other universe. Here, you doubt me? Here's Joe Biden this weekend. He's eating ice cream again while sniffing people. You see, he went in for a sniff again this weekend. You see, this, the guy cannot stop sniffing. It is the weirdest freaking thing I have ever seen in my life. The guy can't stop sniffing. When he was done sniffing, he decided to eat ice cream, and he was asked a question about the economy. He goes on to say, the audio is bad here. It's not Joe's fault. It was just taken from, you can see it's not a boom mic. He says the economy is, this is hilarious, strong as hell, and he blames inflation again on the globe saying it's worse everywhere else. It is? Because there's actual data on that. Where are the fact checkers? Nowhere to be found. Here, listen to Joe Biden. I'm not concerned about the French novella. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Our economy is strong as hell. The internal Inflation is worldwide. It's worse off everywhere else in the United States. So the problem is 
the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. And that's how it's worldwide inflation that's consequential. Here he goes again. He saw that. I didn't even, I can't even play because, you know, the sniffing, it's just gross. The guy, he does, he goes in for a sniff. <laughs> Joe, the guy's like a dog. Like, do you know dogs yeah, have these oh, ethmoturbinates? The yes. turbinate tissue of their nose. Dogs have really long ethmoturbinates in their snouts. So they can smell and detect things you can't smell. Like they sense the world differently. We're visual creatures. And we know what they do. Yeah, yeah, we know what they do. They sniff each other. That's how, yeah. they, that's how they see the yeah. world. See, we're so visual. We even call it seeing the world, not smelling the world. Dogs smell the world, right? This guy is always sniffing. It's really weird. He can't sniff the truth, though, which is strange. The economy's strong as hell, and inflation's worse everywhere else. Well, we've got actual data on that. I'll, I'll get to it in a second after this break, because I'll show you where are the fact checkers again. They're busy defending Pfizer and Fauci. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Have some dignity. All right. Thanks to Podium, Podium supply chain issues, uh, from supply chain issues to increased demand on top of everything else that business owners have to manage. The businesses who are thriving right now are the ones who are forward thinking. Podium helps your small business stay ahead of the curve with modern messaging tools that make it easy for your customers to connect with your business. From healthcare providers to plumbers, over 100,000 businesses are texting with customers through Podium. With Podium's all-in-one inbox, you can do even more than just chat. Get more online reviews by sending an easy-to-use link, collect payments fast from anywhere, and send marketing campaigns that actually get a response, all by sending a quick text. See how Podium can grow your business. Don't let your competitors beat you to punch on this. Watch a demo today. Go today and check it out. Go to podium.com slash Bongino. Podium, P-O-D-I-U-M, P-O-D-I-U-M, podium.com slash Bongino, podium.com slash Bongino. Check it out today. Podium. Let's grow. Thanks, Podium. I appreciate it. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. It comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So you just heard Biden post-sniff talking about how the economy's strong as hell. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a recession. We've just had two quarters of a shrinking, not growing economy, which is the definition of a recession. And I put that out of my true socialist week, and I'm still finding it hilarious that the fact checkers tried to redefine a recession, the definition of which is two quarters of negative growth or a shrinking economy, to cover for Biden. It's so, again, ass in the face. Fact checkers, ass of big government. It's really pathetic. We are in a recession. It is not strong as hell. It's shrinking. Here's from the World Economic Forum. Inflation, highest to lowest. Now, to be fair, to fit it all in, I did cut out some at the top. I don't want to give you the false impression that there aren't places that are worse off than the United States. I put a few in just to show you that. But to fit it on the screen, Israel and others have 
inflation are worse. So yes, there are places where inflation is worse than the United States because facts matter. But Joe Biden's suggestion, however, that the United States is somehow whatever near the bottom of the list and inflation is worse everywhere else is a total, complete lie. Here's the United States' inflation rate. Look who we're worse than. Luxembourg, Germany, Slovakia, Norway, United Kingdom, Canada, Austria, Czech Republic, France, Iceland, Brazil, New Zealand, Australia, Chile, Mexico, Poland, Colombia, blah, 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 goes on and on and on. And I still had to cut that short. He is lying. Not to mention, by the way, that the same places on the globe that are having inflation problems are having inflation problems because of precisely what Joe Biden's doing here. Spending money we don't have. So again, if crime got out of control around the world because liberal attack the police policies took effect and then you did the same thing here, you don't get to say crime is a global problem because we replicated a failing strategy that happened around the world. Is this making sense? Because if it doesn't, I, you know, again, this, I'm writing this book and it's a real eye opener for me going back and reevaluating my own life in terms of things I failed at, moral failings, ethical failings business failings, failures to see around corners. It's the, uh, the book has really been transformative for me. It's almost like, you know, a soul purification process. It really is to expose my failings to the world. I think it's important to do that. Can you imagine, though, being a business executive? Every other business did something dumb, Joe. Like, like, like let's say in 2007 that you went all in on mortgage-backed securities before the housing crash, right? And then as a CEO, you went all in and followed the herd and they're about to fire you for bankrupting the company and your excuse is, oh no, it happened at other businesses too. Yeah, yeah, we pay you to see things different. Is that hard? Am I, is any of this confusing? You're the president of the United States. You're not the president of the world. By the way, hat tip producer Jim for sending this over. I love, but I kept it this way on purpose. We could have got the online article, but I, Jim actually did this himself. If you want, if, if you're like, man, that's some amateur hour uh, highlighting it. No, I love it. Producer Jim from the radio show. Here's the New York Times analysis on the inflation crisis. This is hilarious, folks. You want to talk about like kindergarten level analysis with this clown show at the New York Times. I got someone in Washington Post coming later too. They, they're not left out on election. Listen to this. In its aggressive campaign to lower inflation, the U.S. government is running up against a stubborn obstacle. Oh, they are? What is it? Companies that keep raising prices. <laughs> this is the greatest it's thing. They're going to be Dude. stubborn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Son of a beat. Wow. Man, that's really stubborn. The problem, here's Joe, here's the analysis. The problem with inflation is inflation. Companies keep raising prices. Why would they do that? Gee, why would they do that? Maybe because companies, uh, the producer price index, you know, I know this is a little beyond your understanding times, New York Times, but the producer price index, in other words, what companies are paying for inputs because people printed a lot of money in central governments to chase products is going up. So if companies have to pay twice as much to put together an iPhone or a pill splitter or whatever, then they're going to have to charge twice as much to make their money back. The New York Times is like, I don't get it. I don't get, we get it. We know you don't get it. We understand. But don't worry, Cecilia Rouse, one of Obama's economic advisors to the rescue, folks. Uh, here's a video of Cecilia Rouse. Uh, one of Obama's economic advisors saying, don't worry, the government is going to fix all this. 
when you weatherize your homes, they're definitely, they had the inflation reduction act. The relief is right around the corner, Joe. Don't you worry, Cecilia Rousa. Thank God for experts, folks. Here, check this out. So the, the many parts of the bill will start to take effect next year. For example, there are tax credits for energy to help people weatherize their homes uh, and also bring down other forms of energy costs. So we are focused on helping to make that transition to clean energy in a way that brings down energy costs. So between the deep state economic PhDs, thank God for experts, folks, the fact checkers in the media, here's your analysis. The receding economy currently in a recession, strong as hell. Global inflation is worse everywhere than the United States, even though it isn't. Um, inflation is a global problem because we're on the globe and they're all doing the same dumb things we're doing and we're doing them even worse. The New York Times says, don't worry, inflation's going to fix itself, right? But it's running up against a problem, inflation. Uh, yeah. And Cecilia Rouse says, relief is right around the corner. Just weatherize your homes or something. That's going to fix it. Thank God for experts, man. What would we do without experts? <sighs> Folks, it'd be really awesome if we had an honest media. It really would. I mean, just a few honest brokers to tell people the truth and give them actual factual analysis. I, I, I'm convinced if that happened, there would never be another Democrat elected again. I want to get to this video next uh, from my show. On Fox, we had an FBI whistleblower on, Special Agent Stephen Friend this weekend. Folks, he was a, an incredible guest. We got an enormous amount of feedback. He was talking about what the FBI is doing with January 6th. I'm going to play a short clip. Many of you saw the show. Some didn't. If you did, it's worth it. But it's not long. We're not going to play the whole thing. If you'd like to see the whole thing, uh, you can go to my social media accounts. It's there. Um, you can also go to Fox Nation for the full 10-minute interview. But pay very close attention to this. Let me get to this first. I'm going to play it coming up next. If we had an honest media that actually appreciated whistleblowers outside of Alexander Vindman, you'd be hearing about this uh, explosive interview everywhere. But they're doing everything they can, of course, to make it go away. No one's covered it outside of Fox. Folks, the weather's changing. But you know what hasn't changed for a long time? Your underwear. If you're still rocking those worn-out cotton underwear, now's the time for a new pair of Tommy John's Apollo men's Underwear is what I wear. I love Tommy John. I've loved them forever. So does Paula, but that's for a different show. In Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable. So you can do everything better. Name a problem with other underwear. Tommy John solved it. Tommy John's breathable lightweight fabric is four times the stretch of competing brands. They come with a no wedgie guarantee thanks to a non-rolling waistband and legs that never ride up. Plus, they feature a horizontal quick draw fly. Quick draw, Joe. Quick draw. And Tommy John loungewear is guaranteed to fit perfectly with comfy, non-pilling micromodal fabric, meaning no lint balls or fuzz, and a luxuriously soft tri-blend fabric with flexible four-way stretch. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics like me, like me. I was one of, I think, their original customers back in the day. I should hang those on the wall. Here we go. Original Tommy John. You sell them like the original iPhone or something. Plus, everything's back with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. Guarantee. These things are great. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Dan right now for 25% off lounge and sleepwear. 25% off lounge and sleepwear at TommyJohn.com slash Dan. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. Check them out. See site for details. Thanks, Tommy John. Okay. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Uh, here's what I mean. Back to the serious stuff. The uh, video of Steve Friend on what the FBI did with January 6th for my show is just really shocking. His, the premise he's about to put forth here is a very simple one, that the FBI needed to make it appear that domestic terrorism, white supremacy, MAGA supporters were a nationwide insurrection, treason, terrorism problem. So rather than opening up a case about January 6th, which happened where, guys? In D.C. Open up one case. They spread the cases around the country to make it appear that it was this national problem. Listen to Agent Friend explain this. This is uh, really, really shocking stuff. But again, the media did everything they could to make this go away. Check it out. The bottom line number wasn't going to be changed no matter what. But by spreading the numbers around, I typically use the analogy of looking at police officers' deaths in the line of duty. Uh, Anybody who has any uh, statistician a background knows that 2001, the 9-11 attacks in New York City resulted in some deaths of uh, NYPD police officers. That caused a nationwide number for the year to spike, but that didn't indicate any particular uptick in violence against police officers. So similarly, by spreading the investigations and arrests around the country, the bottom line number for the uh, domestic terror investigations for uh, the particular year or for uh, at this point two years hasn't been changed but it's given the illusion that there's an ongoing domestic violence uh, domestic terrorism violence problem that is uh going around the country again folks i, I don't want to i want to be very careful here I, I mean anyone can do hysteria oh shocking stunning whatever i get it and i you know we we put those words sometimes on our clips because they're true but i want to be careful in my own words here to give you a really sober analysis of how deeply troubling this is. We have a law enforcement entity, the FBI, one of the most powerful law enforcement agencies in the entire world, that an agent on the inside who became a whistleblower suggesting that they're not investigating it with a law enforcement purpose, but a political one. And yet it's bizarre. No one in the media seems to care. I want to take his analogy one step further about what happened tragically on 9-11. Imagine for a moment, say you wanted to portray the narrative that uh, police officers were were being killed all over the country, everywhere in a spate of uh, anti-police violence. Troubling narrative, right? You know, one, if you were a conservative, you'd want out there. So let's flip the script. Imagine saying, here, look at this data point. We have seen, you know, hundreds of law enforcement officers killed in the same week from from all over the country. You'd be like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Is there a riot? And then you find out afterwards that what they're actually talking about is 9-11. And even though they were all killed in the same spot, they were using the birthplace of the law enforcement officer, many of who were born in different states, to suggest the attacks happened there. Do you understand that's what he's saying about January 6th? That rather than open the case in D.C. and investigate it as a single incident, of whatever they choose to call it, terror or insurrection, whatever it is, that they're spreading the cases around to make it appear there's this big nationwide spate of anti-government MAGA-inspired violence. That's a political story. 
That's not the real story. Where's the press on this? The answer is nowhere to be found. Now, combine this now fully corrupted FBI that, folks, needs to be disbanded. It's not defunded. Do not confuse the two and do not let liberal morons confuse you either. We need law enforcement and we need quality counterintelligence and intelligence work. The FBI is not doing that. They're a political entity. Therefore, they have a multi-billion dollar budget. Take that money, expand it by 10%, 15%. Disband the agency, get the good employees, take them. They'll still be 1811s, put them in other agencies and spread the intelligence and law enforcement agency over there to other agencies where they'll actually do the work. The FBI's finished. It's not working, period. Combine that corrupted political FBI now with a China-like surveillance state. And ladies and gentlemen, we got a real problem. The FBI's ripping down, uh, uh, I want to be, I don't want to exaggerate. The FBI knocking on pro-lifers' doors, arresting them, pulling them out of their homes, arresting and serving a, a search warrants on conservative former presidents. Combine that with full-time surveillance, and we've got a real, real problem on our hands. This was another clip from my show this week. And again, sure, sorry if you've seen it. I don't mean to be uh, redundant, but it's critical. We had an author on, a guy by the name of Michael Rechtenwald. It was one of Guy's suggestions. It was a good one. He wrote this book called The Google Archipelago, a take on the Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn, talking about digital IDs, digital IDs, vaccine passports, and this new surveillance state future and the dangers of it. Here's what he said this weekend about that. And combine this, what he says, with a now corrupt FBI willing to knock on your door because you're a Trump supporter or a pro-lifer. And tell me again how we live in a functioning constitutional republic while I laugh at you. Check this out. They pose the gravest threat to individual liberty of any technological mechanism that we've seen to date. But you've outlined it pretty well here. We're talking about the ability to track and trace and surveil upon subjects from the uh, cradle to the grave, effectively, from the beginning of your life or your children's lives or your grandchildren's lives. They'll have biometric uh, identity markers placed on you and connected with this digital ID. And then all records about all activity will be associated with it. This is not simply some identification. This is a database that is kept in a centralized uh, place by the state and then is a collection of all activities from uh, the beginning of your life onward. And this includes, of course, vaccine status, which is one of the main motivations for rolling this out. They want to have a way to track your, your, your vaccine status and to surveil upon that to make sure that you're complicit. How do you listen to that in a supposedly functioning constitutional republic and not have to get a diaper. I'm, I, I'm serious. He's talking about this growing global push for digital IDs. Listen, rewind, rewind that. Play it again. You have control on Rumble and just hit the 15, 20 second back button or all that stuff on Apple or Spotify. Just listen to that again. It is a cradle to grave surveillance mechanism combined with digital currency to make sure there is no more personal self. Everything you do, the government will know. You should read his book, Google Archipelago, about how dangerous this stuff is getting. Now, I was sent this by a listener and it reminded me of something. This is a 2019 article from Business Insider. 
But again, you think we're any different than China? Oh, Dan, Chinese Communist Party. Come on. They watch their people all the time. It's totally different than what we do. Really? Is it? Business Insider. China reportedly made an app to show people if they're standing near someone in debt. A new part of its intrusive social credit policy. Can you imagine this? Intrusive. Yeah, he's like, intrusive? That's kind of underselling it a bit, no? So you're standing, you're at a you're at a traffic light. You're getting ready to get a bagel across the street and you get a little notification on your iPhone. The person next to you is $100,000 in debt. No, oh no. my gosh, that'll never, I know. That, oh. that, that'll, don't worry, Joe, that'll never happen here. It's not like they raided a former president's home, oh. spied on him, um, and, and, uh, and Facebook went after the uh, uh, account on direct message of an FBI agent who was a whistleblower. Oh, I didn't even play that part of the interview. The FBI agent, his wife, Steve Friend's wife, sent a direct message on Facebook, not a public post, a direct message, and found herself suspended on her Facebook account when she communicated with Moms for Liberty. Did they get a notification, Moms for Liberty, at a traffic light? The lady next to you is an FBI agent's wife sending you a message. We are going to be... But it, it's here now. I'd like to believe this show without sounding um, ridiculous or in any way self-celebratory. But I would like to believe this show, we have been the Paul Revere's of the anti-full-throated government surveillance future. Folks, you're in real trouble here if we don't stop this right away. You want another article to blow your mind? It's popped this weekend. Mary Anastasio Grady at the Wall Street Journal. She writes about South and Central America. So Mexico's military got hacked. That's the gist of the article. But that's not what I'm reading through. I read through the journal every night. I really love it, even though it's kind of center. Sometimes <laughs> left the center. It's a great, but their op-ed column is just unparalleled. I enjoy it. And I'm reading this article about this devastating hack of the Mexican military. They got their hands on just about everything, a treasure trove of stuff. How the military was working with, you know, narco traffickers and like mobsters. It's a stunning article, but that's not what caught my eye. You can read it if you'd like. What caught my eye was this last paragraph, literally the last paragraph, kind of like almost a throwaway. So she says, Mary O'Grady talking about it, says, you know, all this other stuff I just mentioned, if that weren't enough to unnerve Mexicans, this NGO network for the defense of digital rights, working with some other groups, alleged earlier this month that since 2019, the Mexican government has used Pegasus spyware to hack into devices of at least one human rights activist and two journalists. You're like, Pegasus, Dan. Pegasus. I've heard that on your show oh, before. Yeah. What's Pegasus? Oh, yeah. Pegasus is no-click malware created by this Israeli company. In other words, if the government sends you a text or a link, oh, I know, Dan, I don't click on that stuff. You don't have to click on it. That's the point. It's no-click. Meaning they have your number, they have your phone. Period. That's what Pegasus is. She notes Pegasus is designed to track terrorists and criminals, but former President Enrique Peña Nieto was accused in 2017 of using it to spy on his political adversaries. <laughs> oh, boy, folks. I'm telling you, I've warned you. Digital IDs, digital currency, Pegasus, no-click malware, vaccine mandates, mask mandates. I have warned you over and over. Stuff is coming. So this is going to be... You know, if I wanted to sound cute, it would be Flashback Friday. You know, F, F, all that stuff. But it's no time to be cute. It's Monday, so it's going to be Flashback Monday. I want to play two videos for you coming up in a second. And let me say, without having to endorse every single thing these men say or do, 
um, I'm talking about you, me, and anyone else. They said things that I think are worth entertaining. These are going to be flashbacks. One from Ron Paul on a presidential debate back, I think, around the, uh, the end of the aughts, because uh, I saw Giuliani on the stage, too. He's in a presidential debate warning about the explosive growth of big government and the trading of liberty for security. Sounds like something I just said, right? And I'm going to play Julian Assange back in 2011. You don't have to endorse everything people say, but on this show, we support free speech. And if someone says something compelling years ago that sadly looks like it's come to fruition now, then you're darn right we're going to play it. Flashback Monday. Coming up in a second. Uh, Let me get to this first. Our last sponsor, American Financing. When I talk about how fast and efficient American financing is, I really mean it. I know this company. I've spoken to them many times. They're good people. Don't just listen to me. Listen to what Brad had to say about his recent experience with American financing. In less than three weeks, he got a check to pay off his credit card debt and saved almost $700 a month. No hassle and great customer service. That's what they're committed to. When they say they're going to do something, American financing does it. That's why I recommend American financing. So if you're looking to pay off debt faster and save a few hundred dollars a month, now is the time to call American Financing America's home for home loans. There are no upfront or hidden fees to pay. There's no pressure, obligation. There's no tricks. Wouldn't you learn? Why wouldn't you want to learn more? It's easy. It takes. Uh, it really takes only ten minutes to start when you call. Here's American Financing's number. Write this down: eight 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 nine nine four seventy six sixty. Again, the number is eight 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 nine nine four seventy six sixty. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. org. Thanks, American Financing. So here we go on Flashback Monday on transnational elites and the growing surveillance state. Uh, maybe we should have listened to some of these warnings. As they say, back in the day, here's Ron Paul at a presidential debate. Keep in mind the story I just told you about the FBI and the growing surveillance state. Listen to this. Don't we remember that when you sacrifice liberty for security, you lose both? That's what's happening in this country today. We have, we have a national ID card on our doorsteps. It's being implemented right now. We have FISA courts. We have warrantless searches. We've lost habeas corpus. We've had secret prisons around the world, and we have torture going on. That's un-American, and we need to use the power of the presidency to get it back in order, in order to take care of us and protect this country and our liberties. Ron Paul, warning about FISA courts, secret prisons. In light of the January 6th gulags, the attacks on pro-lifers, the entire Spygate operation, Kind of weird. Oh, he's a kook. He's a nut. Who's a real nut? Weird. Weird, right, Joe? Weird. Who's really a nut? The fact checkers telling you you didn't hear what you heard with your own ears and saw with your own eyes from a Pfizer executive? Who's really nuts? Them? Or Ron Paul? Here's Julian Assange, by the way. Hat tip. uh, I saw this from Mike Cernovich's Twitter account. I always like to give attribution. It's not his video, but he's the one. uh, It's where I found it. Good follow, by the way, on Twitter. Uh, This was Julian Assange back in 2011 talking about transnational elites and the war in Afghanistan. Again, you don't have to endorse everything. I'm not asking you to do that, that these people say or do. I certainly don't. I have an open mind. I make my own decisions. But kind of strange, given light of the awful, dreadful uh, Biden withdrawal from Afghanistan, 
that he said this. Check this out. The goal is not to completely subjugate Afghanistan. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan and back into the hands of a transnational security elite. That is the goal, i.e. the goal is to have an endless war, not a successful war. Strange. So weird that these people like say all this stuff and they're, oh, they're all kooks, lunatics, crazy people. <sighs> all right, moving on. Here's the biggest LOL ever. You know, I know the LOL stuff is kind of like amateur art, but this is like really an LOL emoji, LOL guy. He did like an emoji to pop on this. This is, uh, so the, the, I had a tough time processing this way. So the Democrats who will support any easing of sensible voter uh, laws, any easing of voter. I mean, if you really, if there was a law that allowed dead people to vote twice, Democrats would support it. Anything that secures a voting system and makes it hard to cheat, the Democrats absolutely hate it. They will support vote by mail, vote by carrier pigeon, vote by mental telepathy, vote by skywriting, anything. Now, all of a sudden, Ron DeSantis, in light of a grotesquely tragic hurricane, which you're now aware of, Ian, on the west coast of Florida, if you're not, you've been in a cave. Governor Ron DeSantis, the voting centers in Naples in that area have been wiped out. Uh, there's an election in, what, 20-something days? So Governor DeSantis is like, hey, listen, we got to do something to enable these people to vote. Now, all of a sudden, the Democrats are upset. Why would they be upset? Making it uh, facilitating voting in, in Lee County and Collier County, Florida. Oh, that's right. Those are Republican leaning areas in an R plus 15 or more district. That's right. So just to be clear, the Democrats love mail-in ballots and easing voting rules, except after tragic hurricanes in red counties. Just again, to be crystal clear, Joe. So strange. Washington Post. Strange. Strange. Lori Raza. DeSantis changes voting rules for some counties hit by Ian. Sparking criticism. Governor Ron DeSantis is making it easier for voters to cast ballots in three southwestern Florida counties hit hard by Hurricane Ian and are bastions for GOP support. Sparking criticism. He's politicizing a natural disaster. You've got to be kidding me. I, no, I'm not. That's no, ridiculous. I'm not. I don't have to be kidding because I'm not. I'm not <laughs> this, is like, this is really like epic stuff. I'm just leaving it there because I don't want to waste it. The, the stupidity speaks for itself, okay? Make voting easier. Okay, let's make it easier. They were involved in a hurricane. They lost everything. Not them. They vote Republican. Not them. Oh, here's another huge media, LOL. The way the media treats John Fetterman, disastrous candidate in Pennsylvania for Senate versus Herschel Walker in a Republican candidate down in Georgia. Remember Dasha Burns? She interviewed John Fetterman. She was a reporter. Remember when she said this just about a week ago? Check it out. Another pivotal Senate race in Pennsylvania, now considered a toss-up. Our Dasha Burns spoke with Democrat John Fetterman in his first in-person sit-down interview since he suffered a stroke. And Dasha, this was not a typical candidate interview. 
No, Lester, because of his stroke, Fetterman's campaign required closed captioning technology for this interview to essentially read our questions as we ask them. And Lester, in small talk before the interview without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. Wow, that's kind of big news, right? You've got a U.S. Senate candidate. Again, I, I mean this from uh, the bottom of my heart with all sincerity. I wish the man and his family the best with regards to his health. I went through a health crisis. Liberals wished death upon me. It was disgusting. Having said that, the man had a stroke and a serious one. And one of the requirements is the job of the job is that you understand and can process the English language. There's no closed captioning on the Senate floor. That's not a shot at Fetterman. It's a fact. If he can't do it, that's worthy of reporting. Hat tip to that reporter who actually reported what happened. Well, Dasha Burns, ladies and gentlemen, oh my gosh, the assault on her has been relentless. You would ne the media and the Democrats are furious that a reporter, Joe, did actual reporting and didn't echo Democrat talking points. They're furious. Amazing. So much uh, amazing. The right, right scoop is reporting this. John Fetterman's wife, Giselle, is actually demanding an apology and consequences for Dasha Burns. Consequences. This <laughs> is hilarious. Here it is, though. The media, by the way, is totally piling on, too. Media people are piling on this reporter for telling the truth that Fetterman is having difficulty processing language. Now, Herschel Walker, who has no problem processing language at all, but happens to be a black Republican. So, that you know, you know, they really hate him. I mean, he's black and he's a Republican. Ah, that's, that's like two things they really can't stand, liberals, right? Being black and being Republican. They hate that. Here's the New York Times on Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is a butcher of language. He is. Charles Blow. Oh, yeah. Herschel Walker, butcher of language. This is, this is epic. Not John Fetterman. Difficult processor of language. No, no, no. Herschel Walker is the butcher of language. What's, oh, what do you have? Good point, Joe. Geese says, what about the guy in the White House? They can't, they can't even bother with it. That's beyond their comprehension. That's way too much. Here's a, this is a, so do you, you make your own, make your own judgments. Sorry, stumbled there, butchering my own language. You make your own judgments right here about Herschel Walker. He was in a debate this weekend with Raphael Warnock over the Senate race in Georgia. Sounds to me like Herschel Walker sounds just fine with the language. Sounds like Warnock and Fetterman, who are butchers of language. Here he is when Raphael Warnock, you know, who's, uh, claims he's some reverend, right? I mean, reverend, right? Really? You're a man of God? Supports abortion? How's that work out? Here's Herschel Walker. Why aren't you baptizing those babies? Check this out. He told me black lives matter. And if you think about it, Senator, in Atlanta, Georgia, there's more black baby that is aborted than, uh, than anything. So if black lives matter, why are you not protecting those babies? And instead of <laughs> aborting those babies, why are you not baptizing those babies? Yeah, interesting. Uh, he didn't really need closed captioning for that. Nope. Sound like a butcher of language to me. There's no screen in front of him. He didn't even any special rules in his debate, like Fetterman. But Charles Blow says he's a butcher of language. He was Herschel Walker again in one of the greatest debate lines I have ever heard. Raphael Warnock's like, the government doesn't belong in the delivery room for the baby. It's too crowded in there. And uh, Herschel Walker has a, well, he didn't say baby. That's actually the kicker. Herschel Walker had one of the greatest comebacks I've ever heard. Listen to this. I stand where I, I've said I stand in the past, that a patient's room is too narrow and small and cramped a space for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. We are witnessing right now what happens 
when politicians, most of, most of them men, pile into patients' rooms. You get what you're seeing right now. And the women of Georgia, the women of Georgia deserves a senator who will stand with them. I trust women more than I trust politicians. May I, may I respond? Very quickly, Mr. Roberts. Hey, you know, it is, and I heard about him. I heard he was, he was he's a neat talker. But did he not mention that there was a baby in that room as well? Ladies and gentlemen, probably one of the finest comebacks I have ever seen a debate. I'm not kidding. I say that as objectively as I can. Not saying there weren't some moments. Walker probably would have loved to take stuff back. Warnock had some decent moments too. I've never seen a better moment in a debate. There's a baby in that room too. Doesn't look like a butcher of language to me. There's a lot of butchering going on in the abortion business. That ain't Herschel Walker butchering the language. Here's another fraud candidate. We'll close out with this. Probably the worst candidate for a governor in the country. And believe me, that I get is subjective. But this woman is just terrible. She is one of the worst candidates I have ever seen. Arizona Democrat candidate for governor, Katie Hobbs, a colossal, complete embarrassment, even to Democrats who are all making fun of her because she won't debate Carrie Lake because Carrie Lake is just brilliant. The Republican nominee, she's, she's just running away. Like she just wants, she's doing the Fetterman. But unlike that, she just claims not to need closed captioning and she still won't debate her. Here is even CNN like, really? You're not going to debate her. Check this out. A lot of Democrats are questioning your decision and they're saying, you know, it's the wrong decision. President Biden's former 2020 co-chair said, I would debate and I would want the people of Arizona to know what my platform is. If you think she's as dangerous as you're saying to democracy, is it your responsibility as a candidate who wants to run Arizona to show and explain who their alternative is? That is exactly what I'm doing right now. And there is a lot more ability to have a conversation with you without her interruptions and shouting uh, to do that. He said it right. They're all trying the Biden basement strategy, which was, I think, a one time off deal because of COVID. Katie Hobbs is the worst candidate for governor in the entire country. Really horrible. Again, she doesn't even need closed captioning or claim to. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind, please subscribe to my podcast. It helps us move up the charts. We had a banner week thanks to the production team. I hope the content was satisfactory. We had an unbelievable number of listens and downloads last week. Uh, subscribe. It's free. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and most importantly on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino, rumble.com slash Bongino. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.